This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. A Christmas Carol episode? Out with a Christmas Carol episode. What's a Christmas Carol to you but a story people tune out each year? A story adapted so many times it's more worn out than the Christmas stocking you had as a baby. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes around with a Christmas Carol on his podcast should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. Bah! Humbug! <laughs> I'm intimidated. Someone needs a change of heart. We'll see if my heart changes by the time this episode's over. Why did I turn into a pirate? Honestly. Uh, welcome to Big Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last episode, our tearing of the 12 days of Christmas gifts. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see a theme with the comments that were left. But first of all, I want to point out that Beaker, good friend Beaker, said, This episode shows us all how evil Joel really is. <laughs> True. Quote, I'm eating one and making the other one watch. All while wearing the rings of power. Yep. Wow. Really? Got to show dominance to those geese. No, <laughs> turtle doves. Turtle doves, yep. But uh, again, uh, there was a theme with the comments, such as Shane Hyatt saying, it turned out a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Just as ridiculous as predicted. Very good episode. Low well, expectations. Hey, it always helps. <laughs> Verbus Vivim on Instagram said, I admit that when I read the episode description, I thought it would be pretty meh, but it just got more and more hilarious as it went. I'm so sorry I doubted you. To which I believe you replied forgiven. All is forgiven. Yeah. Yes. And then Todd Callen says, now the teaser question makes sense. Oh. So it was uh, who would win in a fight between a goose, a goose and, and a swan. swan. I thought the episode was going to be an animal death match, but thought, no, they wouldn't do that. It wouldn't be very Christmassy, but bacon sale. The 12 Days of Christmas is a tier three song, but you managed to make it a tier one subject. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Done. awesome. Thank you. That's nice. It's always nice to hear back. Speaking of hearing back, thank you to those who filled out our uh, 12 questions of Bacon Cell Christmas questionnaire. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you have been entered to win the four passes to the Mission Save Christmas at the Great Room Escape. Awesome. Uh, we'll be announcing the winner on our season finale, which is next week. Wow. That's right. Next week, we will be having our finale for this year, and we will take in a, a few weeks off to kind of rest and relax and regain our vocal cords. <laughs> and uh, then we'll be back to entertain you once again with a random topic. Probably. But before we go on break, before we do our finale next week, there's something I want to do on this episode. Go on. We have a couple Baking Council members who, uh, when you become part of the Baking Council, one of the dumb rewards that you get. <laughs> Great rewards. Is a song. Yeah. So we have, I'm going to be doing two of these real quick here on the episode before we begin. This is some heavy lifting, Joel. Two. I meant to do one last week, but it didn't work out. So we're going to do it this week. I'm going to get it all taken care of. Wow. And first of all, Johnny English the Brick. Yep. Uh, we know him as Jonathan Asgar. But Indeed. He is a member of the Baking Council, and so I have written this ridiculous parody song for him. Oh, no. <laughs> he loves his faith and his country, Dean Koontz novels and his wife. He knows a lot about Amy Adams, forensic science and the like. And now he joined the Bacon Council, yeah, and we'll see him twice a year. One day we may have him here. He's the brick also known Johnny English or is he Jonathan Vasgar? He's the brick also known as Johnny. Lighter in the air. That was beautiful. 
So there you go, Jonathan Vasgard. That's your. I think you'll be very pleased. <laughs> that's your random song. <laughs> that was very sweet. But now that we've relaxed the room a bit, I'm going to yeah. bring us back up to pump us up to get us going into the topic of today's episode. All right. For Shannon West. Love oh. it. Shannon West. Okay. Uh, we've known her for a while. Indeed. And, and she was a member of Bacon Council. And so we wanted to give her a little bit of a support here with this song, uh, with some light Facebook stalking and this song. <laughs> Doing her best as a stay-at-home mom Making cakes in the shape of TP Travels a lot with her family and friends To Evermore, New Orleans, and Disney Thank you for your patronage Your comments and support Never doubt that you're our friend Keep holding down the fort Shannon West, we found Nothing's gonna ever keep her down Shannon West, we found Nothing's gonna ever keep her down Shannon West We found Nothing's gonna ever keep her down There you go (laughs) Shannon West So uh, there doing you a go. punching montage in the uh, background there. If that's not a plug not to join the Bacon Council, I don't know what is. Every time you do this, I consider joining the Bacon Council. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, but there thank you go. Thank you, Joel. That was awesome. And, and thank you, patrons, for, for supporting Truly. us. We really do appreciate uh, all that you do. But yes. that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Bah! Humbug! Humbug! We're talking about Christmas carols. Listen, we don't... <laughs> Pirate Scrooge. We only do one Christmas show a year, guys. We don't celebrate Christmas for a month. We do. No. We, that's why we take it off. That's why we don't well, do for ourselves. Shows. But two Christmas shows in one December. I feel like we're kind of, you know, maybe uh, stealing uh, from next year. Yes. Yeah. Children of divorce. What? <laughs> two Christmases. <laughs> oh, geez. yeah. This show is a Children of divorce. <laughs> yes. Or it's want and <laughs> want uh, and ignorance. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, we wanted a little bit of a quest. And we're going to, it's going to be a little different because we, we decided we were going to watch as many Christmas Carol adaptations, as many adaptations of a Christmas Mercy. Carol as we could. Yeah. Uh, including all of the major film adaptations, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, I think we ended up around 18. 16 movie ones, I believe. Right. Released theatrically. Yes. Released theatrically in theaters. And then we also did two very popular made for uh, movies. Yes. But some Every of the TV, ones, yeah. here's the thing. We, we watched ones that were all the way from 1901 to 2022. Who knew? But some of them we're not even going to talk about on this episode. Some of them we just watched but, for our own But it's part benefit. of the challenge, right? It is. The, ch- the challenge, at least for me, was to watch every every film adaptation. Yeah. There's, and there's we, like lost films out there I didn't see. But. We got to benefit from seeing a Scrooge who was a, some kind of animal with a large tail. I'm not sure what. <laughs> he was a skunk, I believe. Was he? In that episode. We're not even talking about that one, though. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird one. That was one of the worst. Well, it was one of the worst animated ones. <laughs> I'll tell you, I that say. was actually one of my biggest surprises. I'll tell you. Are you yeah. a little overwhelmed with the story, it. though? I mean, because it's like we've now seen the story nearly 20 times. Weirdly enough, no. This is like the ABBA show for me. So let's flash back to some of the music episodes we've done. Go we, on. We did, we did Queen. Boy, I tired of Queen when it was over. Yeah. We did Rush, one of my favorite bands. I straight up hated Rush when I was done with it. I, I couldn't listen to them for months. Yeah. When we did the ABBA show, I was like, this is pretty good. And I could listen to more ABBA right now. And honestly... I'm cool with Christmas Carol. So this is I like Taco it. Bell that think, we wanted to eat Taco Bell after. I think I I ended up liking the story a bit more because I I don't know about you, Kent. I, I know you did, Joel. I, I also um, well I listened to the audiobook. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I've watched a bunch of these adaptations and I still like it. 
I yeah. think it's proving so, it's a good story. You could find the similarities throughout. You could see repeated lines well, as well. Well, that's just it. As, as you watch these, like all these different adaptations, mm-hmm. it was weird because certain lines would be said word for word every yeah. time. And I'm like, I'm betting that's in the book. For example, the scene in the beginning uh, at his office, almost all versions have at least a few pieces of dialogue where he talks about, about Christmas. He talks yeah. to his nephew, Fred, he talks to charity Bob comes by, he and, talks to yeah. the guys who are, are the workhouse money yeah. and all that. Yeah. He like, says boiled at his own pudding with the steak of Holly through his heart. Boiled. Yeah. The, or, um, there was one, it was the Muppet one where he said baked with his own Turkey, baked with his own Turkey. And I went, right. what? They changed that. It's very American movie. Yeah. 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 The, but you know, you always hear these, these same kind of, of things throughout at these key moments. Yeah. But it's like those highlights come. But but overall, every version does something on its own that either is close to the book or completely deviates from it. I, I don't know yeah. about you, Joel. Like mm-hmm. I found myself watching these versions and going, oh, that's in the book or, oh, that's definitely not in the book. Yeah. Well, and it's also interesting, too, because like the one we're not going to talk about, uh, what is it? Scrooge's Ghostly Tale. Ghostly Tale. Yeah. Uh, a like terrible a like 45 2006 minute animated one. Animated show. Uh, but the thing about it is in that one, for example, Tiny Tim doesn't die. No, he becomes Scrooge. He becomes the new Scrooge. <laughs> like so in, the, in the vision. He's yeah. like, oh, he, now he's grouching. He's like, what have I done? There were so many. But something that I liked in that version, at the end, do you see Marley again? And Marley is released from his chains. Yeah. Because he helps Scrooge. Which I'm like, yeah. that's actually kind of cool. Okay. So you guys have read the book or listened to the book at least. Yeah. What do they remove from the book for the adaptations? Anything at all? I, think, I know it's a shorter novel. I think you can almost always, like, like if you piece together moments from all of the various versions, yeah. I think you make a complete Christmas carol. Yeah. Because I think there's some parts, uh, for example, like there's a lot of versions you wish they cut stuff During out. Christmas present uh, in the book, he goes down into a mine shaft yes. and he goes to the, the ocean and, yeah. sees, and sees people singing Christmas carols. And that's in like Patrick one, Stewart's. Yeah. That's in one of the adaptations. Mm-hmm. So like Zach said, I think there are pieces of it all over the place, but there's no complete whole. The other thing with Christmas Present that uh, is almost passingly mentioned in the book, they actually go and visit several homes and several people on Christmas Day. They do. But they just, they literally say, we visited several people. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to spoil a Christmas carol for <laughs> yeah. everyone. Wow. Yeah. In the book, does he fall into the grave? No. No. Okay, because no. there are several That's versions the Disney where one? they go <laughs> no, they go over the top where yeah. he falls in a never ending chasm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I can no. actually tell you the first version where he fell into his grave. Okay, go on. Wow. Uh, that was the nineteen seventy version. Oh. The musical one with uh, with Albert Finney. Okay. Apparently, according to IMDB, that was the first time he'd fallen into the grave, which I kinda like, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's a it's a much sure. more dramatic ending than he's just grabbing his robes and then he wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, the book was actually, I, I listened to a version that was read by Tim Curry mm. and creepy. It, yeah. it, it's just interesting to hear kind of the story played out. Like you, you all the stuff that people have changed. It's like, no, this is kind of how it is. This but, is the version. Some of the, some of the changes I like better, like the grave thing. Like, yeah. It makes Th- it a there is, better. There's one that I feel is quite liberal with some changes while also being pretty accurate that I really appreciate. Yeah. We'll but let's, let's jump back real quick. We may get ahead of ourselves, ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> what? Uh, Us? A no. Christmas Carol uh, by Charles Dickens mm-hmm. was a novella, which means short novel. And the full title is actually A Christmas Carol in prose being a ghost story of Christmas. What? That's the full title. Okay. This is what they're talking about. When is they that title longer than the book? About scary ghost stories. Yeah. From yeah. Christmas is long, long ago. It was published in London in 1843 and illustrated by John Leach. 
This was actually kind of an interesting time for England because this was like the mid-Victorian era when they were re- they were looking at old Christmas traditions and see if they wanted to continue them mm-hmm. and then evaluating kind of newer ones. Bringing over Germanic uh, yeah. traditions. So they like didn't really know kind of the where they wanted to go. And they, then he started kind of writing this book to kind of cement what his idea of Christmas was. Right. Now, he was a well-established no- uh, novelist then, a writer. He'd written four major novels already by this point. And he wasn't doing so hot around this time. Well, around this time, he was writing a novel called Martin Chuzzlewit. Yeah. Uh, we've all read that, right? Martin Chuzzlewit. Yeah, they did, made a sitcom about that in oh, the yeah. 90s. I loved, I loved James' <laughs> Mar- adaptation hey, of that. Yeah. But he was publishing him as a serial and okay. like in the newspapers and sure. people would read it and he got paid by the word, which is why Dickens is a little wordy. Yeah, but that makes so much it sense. It wasn't selling as well. And so he was suffering some financial difficulties. So then he decided to write this, A Christmas Carol. He wrote it in six weeks. Yeah. Uh, which is a pretty quick time for a novel. Sure. And uh, much to, I don't know, contrary belief, like because people know that Dickens did release uh, stories, you know, like a serial. Yeah. This was not no. released. This was released just as a novella. It because was. Because it's so short. Yeah. Probably. And, well, okay. he, and he actually wrote it. He said that he'd take nighttime walks of 15 to 20 miles around London and just write it in his head and then get home and hurry and write it down. So you just kind of that's walk, where I get my best story. It is is walking. I'm no Dickens, in London, but yeah, I wish I can just picture yeah. him walking around, reading it into his AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> so the book is divided into five chapters or staves, as they call them. Stave yeah. one, stave two. They are surprisingly lengthy. For mm. example, the first stave goes up until um, Marley leaves. Yeah. Like that's a lot. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, but then when he made the book, he wanted to make it a little fancy. So it was bound in red cloth and had like the gold, uh, the gilt edge pages where it's like kind of that gold look on the outside. Which he went out of his pocket to do. Yeah. The, the publishing company was not going to cover that. The book cost five shillings. <laughs> that's probably a lot. It's pricey for the time. Yes. Okay. But the first 6,000 copies sold out in five days. He released it, I think, on December or December 19th and they sold out by Christmas Eve. Is this iconic? Is this peak Charles Dickens? This is his most popular book in the United States. I don't know if it is most over adapted England. for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there aren't eighteen different versions of Tale of Two Cities. Right. <laughs> oh. Real good though. I like yeah. that play. Sure. But with the high production costs of his book, he actually cut the margins on how much his profits were. So he still was having issues financially. Oh wow. Then this other company came by and they're like, "Hey, we'll publish an unauthorized version that's going to be cheaper and smaller, and it's only going to be two pence." And so he ended up suing them because they you know, obviously ripped off his book. Right. They went bankrupt. And so he, they declared bankruptcy after he sued them. So he ended up owing 700 pounds in costs for like legal costs. So <laughs> yeah, he got really hosed by bad copyright laws. Yeah. Kind so of his whole career. He's I the anti-Scrooge then. He never had the money to begin with. Kind of no. He kind yeah. of no. I mean, he did he did okay, but he did these public readings, which were really really successful. In 1849, he started them, and he did. I think did cartoon mice attend some of them? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get oh, into it. it. Save it. Uh, but he uh, and he guys, we're not talking about Mickey. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he had these public readings. He did until 1870, the year of his death. He was still reading, okay. doing public readings of a Christmas Carol. Cool. And th- this book really did like make a huge impact. It, it kind of, I mean, for example, the phrase Merry Christmas had been around for many years, mm-hmm. but uh, Dickens popularized the phrase in A Christmas Carol where it becomes Merry Christmas to everyone, which is funny because uh, over in Europe, they say Happy Christmas. Honestly, I feel like it flows better. Happy Christmas. I like Merry Christmas. I prefer yeah, Merry. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah. Christmas. I'm uh, a hipster. Also phrases like bah humbug, which... Oh, well, yeah, obviously. A, a humbug, actually, I, I was reading up on it. I can't remember exactly right now, but it's like, a, it's a bug that hums for show. It's not really doing anything. It's just making a show, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. How do you think it would do in a death match against a partridge in a pear tree? That is a good question. Mm. I say, ah, bum hug. 
Uh, that's not right. No, nope. family <laughs> please, friendly. Please don't do that. Uh, and also the word Scrooge. It just meant to squeeze yeah. back in the day, but now it is literally in the dictionary as synonymous with like miserly, You're miserly yes. Scrooge. Yeah. But Which this, is too bad because he redeemed himself. Sort of. He did. And this book did redeem Christmas in a way. It kind of mm-hmm. cemented what Charles Dickens' ideal Christmas was of this, you know, family gatherings and singing carols and trees and and get-togethers and charity. Like, that all became kind of, this is what I think his vision of Christmas was, and it became kind of everyone's vision for Christmas after right. that. Now, as you mentioned, this story has been adapted many times. Right, many. Uh, for film, stage, opera. Like, I have just some numbers here. Christmas Carol has become part of 67 theater productions, 38 audio re- productions and radio recordings, 26 television productions and directed DVDs, 21 live action films, which some of those are lost, some of those are, are mm-hmm. foreign, 19 animated adaptations, 15 graphic novels, four operas, three ballets, and two Mega Man games. <laughs> Hold on. Eh, kind of. That's uh, What? There were Mega Man games that kind of had this Christmas Carol theme to them. <laughs> I don't understand. Wait, so the villains were probably Ghost of Christmas Feature or whatever. And this doesn't even include derivative works like uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past or Doctor Who episodes or Mr. Belvedere. I was reading all these like... So many TV shows have an episode that's Christmas Carol based. Yeah, like Simpsons, Family Guy, Six Million Dollar Man, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Of course. Real Ghostbusters. Like these all had these types of episodes and you've probably seen them on your favorite sitcoms. There's going to be an episode where someone doesn't like Christmas and they'll get visited by ghosts in their past, present, future and then they're okay. Yeah, the format works. It does, and it's amazing that the story is almost almost two hundred years old, and yet Crazy. it's still so so relatable. Mm-hmm. Like it's, literally, there have been two new versions this year. Yeah, like on Netflix and Apple Plus. Yeah, which I haven't watched the Netflix one yet, but no. I watched Apple, T- Apple Plus. One. We'll yeah. talk about that. But what are we doing with all all this quest that <laughs> we're we doing? We, t- we, we could tier show. We could rank right because we all watched a, way too much Christmas yeah. Carol. Right, we could see her. Category, favorite, favorite Scrooge. That, that makes sense, right? Uh-huh. But what we're going to do is we're going to create the best or just the most random Christmas Carol version by playing a game of MASH. Can, can you explain MASH to the folks real briefly? Yeah, MASH is the game you'd play when you were a 14-year-old girl in church, and you would <laughs> have a piece of paper, and you'd say, hey, who's, who's your husband going to be? And you'd put down, like, let's say, four choices. Too good, too bad. Uh, what car are you going to drive? What are your wedding colors? Uh, where are you going to live? Honeymoon, all that stuff. And then someone would draw a little circle and tell me when to stop. And then based on that random number, you'd eliminate choices. Or in our case, we're going to pick our choice. We did this before on our episode, uh, Pod for Teacher. Yes. Where we chose fictional teachers for a bacon cell high. Really luck of the draw. We ended up with Trunchbull as our principal. It was terrible. And then we did also a variation of this for our first day outfit back to school. Yeah, we did that as well. Mm -hmm. And so this time, I guess we're each going to have our version of A Christmas Carol. With the most random characters ever. But it's yes. going to be taking from Grooge, Mr. Cratchit, Tiny Tim, all the ghosts. Someone is going to point a lot. A lot. And all of ours. There's a lot probably. of pointing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to be drawing these at random and, and building them. But as we go along, we're going to be explaining uh, what these different types of uh, adaptations it, were. We didn't watch these movies for no reason, right? We want to educate a little bit and maybe share what would be the best one to watch. I found a new favorite. I did, too. I actually hadn't seen hmm. a lot of these. Yeah. So I found a new. I have guesses, version. but I'm yeah, I'm curious. I have uh, kind of decided. I asked my wife very nicely if we could kindly not watch Christmas Carol for the next year or two. <laughs> uh, but when we do, I'll introduce one and have alternate. There are many Christmases to come, but I'll watch one a year, and there's a couple I'll alternate between. Mm-hmm. All right, just saying. There's there's good ones here. We're going to set up genres. Yes. So we have six options that we've discussed. First of all, we do have six options here for genre. 
and they are as follows. First, of course, a period piece. It's yeah, set in the time, generally Victorian speaking, era, exactly eighteen forties, what you would assume. or eighteen sixties in some cases. A good drama. Then we have a modern America reboot. Okay, like Scrooged, maybe. Yeah, or Spirited. Or Spirited, yeah, sure, that type of thing. Like set that. nowadays. Yeah. Then we have an animated film. Could okay. be a, could some be great ones there. Could be animals. Could not be animals. Could be right. Some kind of animal. Could be crazy 3D that doesn't hold up in 2D. <laughs> mice are involved. I don't know. Those mice. Could be a musical. All right. There's a couple of musicals. There are a couple of musicals. Some better than others. Definitely. It's true. A silent film. We are talking about some silent films. And there were, what, three silent movies that we watched? Yes. Of this, and the first one is like three and a half minutes long. Collectively, those silent movies that are available and have not been lost to the time are going to be shorter than this episode. Yeah. Yes. And then we have a horror movie. Which, this is a ghost story. And there are... There and sometimes definitely they lean into ghost horror elements. Yet and come. one of these is more horrifying than the rest. I There was one where I ironically, went... Ironically? Right, yeah. Oof. There was one when I kind of went, I'm not going to show this to my kids for a while. My little kids. Uh, my little kids kind of look just fine. So. All right. So let's do the random number generators. Joel, we'll start with your option for okay. your movie. All right. Kent, do you have a number for me? I do. It's three. The number is By three. By the way, I'm picking the number so we can stay fair. Oh, yeah. Kent, Kent is picking the numbers no and I will pull from the list because I've been accused of rigging it before. Well, it's called lying. <clears throat> All right. Joel, congratulations. Yes. Your version of A Christmas Carol will be animated. Oh, lucky. Okay. Animated is a tricky one to do, though, because some of these were trying to go cutting edge animation for their time. And it looks so bad now. Uh-huh. Whereas you get ones like Mickey's Christmas Carol and Legendary. it's timeless. Yeah. It's timeless. There is a version we watched that came out in 2001 yeah. that has some very stylistic yet somehow bizarre animation. Yes. Yeah, you remember that the, old game Dragon's Lair that was in the yes, arcade? It's it totally like had that, that but much more jittery. Yeah, very jittery. We'll but, talk about it when we get to it. But yes, yes. Yeah. okay. So congratulations on your animated. I'm created an animated musical. Okay, Kent, what's your number two? Congratulations on your modern American oh, reboot. Oh, I'm so snobby. <laughs> Carol, nobody accepts mine. Oh, it's fine. Nobody will like it. And for me, six. I got a horror movie. <laughs> Lucky. Wow. The you one hate I, horror the movies. one I didn't want. <laughs> I was going to say, I was hoping you'd get musical. I, was t- I wanted musical or silent. The opposites of each other. All right. So, Joel, right. you have animated. Yep. I'm, right, I'm doing an animated movie. I have the modern American reboot. So Zach, all mine are going to be voice actors anyway. Yeah, that's true. And Zach, you have a horror film. Mm, all right. Now let's move into the main character, the old miser himself. And as we go through, we're going to talk about the various movies. Maybe we'll go into extra detail on the ones that are selected. Sure. Mm -hmm. But this is where we're going to talk about the most films because there's really a lot of different Scrooges, a lot of different takes on Scrooge, surprisingly. I'll go through the list and we can fill in from there. Let's do it. First, we have Seymour Hicks. You guys all know Seymour Hicks. We of course. Love him. What a household name. No, Seymour Hicks was... He has the distinguishment of being in two different adapt- film adaptations. Yeah, 1913 and 1935. Which one the, silent and one not. Yeah, the, the 1913 one is only 40 minutes long, mm-hmm. so it's not very long at all. Jacob Marley... Like, the first couple movies, did you guys notice this? That Jacob yeah, Marley... He's the guide they the don't entire do, time. They don't do three ghosts. They just do Jacob Marley taking them all around. And essentially, they are uh, more of like a single location sort of stage well, Like, it's Scrooge's in his room. And they and have Marley a says, screen. Look at this uh, curtain, this sheet that we're going to watch the movie of your past it's on. It's like that movie Defending Your Life. Yeah. Meryl Streep. And, that's uh, that's such a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can find this one on YouTube, although none of the version... 1913 version, but no, it's called Old Scrooge. Mm-hmm. None of the versions I found had like musical accompaniment. So I literally like turned on some silent music like, yeah. on my phone as I watched it because it's just, it's too quiet. Well, and this movie was thought to be lost to time. 
and was found and uploaded like two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. But it was uh, it was thought to be gone forever. Okay. Well, and, and technically the first feature-length adaptation was made in 1916, mm-hmm. and that one is gone. Like, we could not find it anywhere. But the 1935 version, which also has Seymour Hicks, uh, that is 78 minutes long, so technically that's the first feature-length one that you can watch. Mm-hmm. It's 20 years after. He played Scrooge, and then 20 years... And he did them on stage during the whole time, too. But I really think he's a very good Scrooge. Now, this movie... Honestly, now I, I actually this only know Scrooge, this. 1935. Scrooge, 1935. I'm going to talk mostly about the 35. Um, I, I guess I want to thank you, Joel. I feel mm-hmm. more intelligent as a film watcher that I feel like this is like that. Uh, what, what was the German expressionist style yes, of yes. the silent movies that yep. we watch? This felt a lot like a Nosferatu, for example, mm-hmm. yeah. stylistically, which means I did not like this movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> Which is fine. Were you afraid of Scrooge? Because to me, he's the most disheveled old version yeah. of the character. He is. He's like, Hicks makes a really good Scrooge. Like, he's, all, both he's really angry. And then, of course, there's kind of the redemption part of Scrooge, where they're supposed to be really, like, happy slash sad. And it's just, he is unhinged in I both see, versions. I felt that he was a little bit of that, uh, I'm transitioning to Taki's and overdoing yeah. it a little bit. But you can tell this movie is kind of like the first great version of this is the first sound version, the first yes. feature-length live-action sound version. Yeah. Okay, who else do we have? Now we have Alistair Sim from 1951. So the 1951 version, for many years, was kind of the definitive version mm-hmm. of it's, A Christmas Carol. What's this one called? This one's just A Christmas Carol. A Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah, 1951. You can find this one on Plex for free. Although the dumb thing about Plex is... <laughs> Random commercials? Yeah. Yeah. Totally <laughs> Middle, takes you out of it. Mid-sentence. One of these, uh, the commercials made unwatchable, in my opinion. But yeah. this one wasn't too bad. So, yeah, this is the one where, I mean, it's kind of that classic one. I saw this one a few years back. Mm-hmm. I already knew this one. Watching it again, I, I thought Alistair Sim does a fantastic I job. I feel like this is well. required viewing. And I'll just say it now. I think he might be the best Scrooge. I don't know about my favorite, but I think he might be the best. He brings something unique to the role mm-hmm. that not everybody else a does. A death stare, that's for sure. But frankly, I feel that so many Scrooges are cartoon characters, particularly his delivery of if they're going to die, they'd better do it and decrease the surplus population. It's so flippant. Yeah. It somehow is more evil. Yeah. Yeah. I well, particularly love his performance here. This one also kind of introduces a, a, a subplot, which is not in the book, about a greedy mentor who's the yeah. one who corrupts Scooge. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. This <laughs> version adds stuff that's not in the book, and yeah. I, I like pretty much all of it. Yeah, them. and we'll get more to that if they get chosen. But one thing I wanted to point out is that Scrooge is a difficult role to play because you have to be both convincing as an old miser and also happy. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys pull off one part, but not the other. I agree. <laughs> yeah. But I thought Alistair Sim was able to pull off both roles. Yeah, he's quite great. Well. Very good. We also have Albert Finney from. So we're jumping to 1970. 1970. Yeah, and this was a musical one. It's weirdly musical. You might know Albert Finney as Daddy Warbucks. Yeah, yeah. except he has hair in this one. He <laughs> kind was, of. It's like really wispy oh. hair, Benjamin Franklin hair. He was only 33 years old when he Stop played this. Stop it right now. Yeah. No way. Like his younger, well, when he, he shows his younger, younger self, yeah, it's, that's what he looked like then. This is almost right after that stupid Tom Jones movie that yeah. won the best picture that I hated. His version of Scrooge is kind of this greasy, slimy, you can almost smell him totally. kind of guy. I think Ooh. his version gets tortured, like literally tortured more than most Scrooges here. Probably. But also, I feel like by the end, his voice becomes like a Monty Python voice. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, we're going to go down there, are we? But well, our legit town dance numbers. Yes. And, and the music is not that memorable. No, it isn't. One song is good. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Thank you very much. We've also got Scrooge McDuck. Uh, 1983's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Wow, 1983. It seems that's so long ago. But yeah. this this is timeless. 
And this is the movie that introduced Alan Young as Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm kind of in cartoon form that then became DuckTales. Was, Duck was he a narrator in any Disney specials before? He'd done some Disney work before and he did uh, the album of A Christmas Carol. It's kind of how he got the role here. But Al, if you don't know who Alan Young is, it's probably fine. But he's he was on Mr. Ed, if that helps you at mm-hmm. all. He was oh. the, the guy on Mr. Ed that talked to the horse. Okay. But so. the inception of Scrooge McDuck, so good. Scrooge McDuck is a fantastic option, especially for me who has an animated movie. Yeah. This really becomes baby's first Scrooge, right? Yes. Yeah. For most people. Because, I mean, it's only like 23 minutes long. We also have George C. Scott. That was a TV movie, which surprised me because the quality was better than some of the film versions. Uh, Have you guys seen this movie adaptation more than most? I had never seen it. I had never seen it. Really? This was the one that became kind of a new favorite for me. This is is the one my wife grew up on, and she talked it up highly, and it did not disappoint. No, not at all. George C. Scott is giving his all in this role. He's so good. But he's not like the, I'm an old curmudgeon. No, he's actually, so. He's flippant. Like you said, he's flippant. He's smug. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing I'd use for him. He's very smug about all of it. He has these little smirks after he says things. He thinks he's so clever. Which, if you don't know George C. Scott, uh, he's the voice on uh, Rescuers Down Under. Joanna, Joanna, he's, he's in the changeling. He's in the changeling. Yeah. And he's then in he's, Patton. he's Patton. Yeah. So, but he fits this role so well. And he really does. He's he's so realistically cold that there came a point in the movie where I went, he he's gonna redeem himself, right? Because he holds <laughs> on to the bitter end yeah. of right. like being mean. Who knew that you needed a good old boy from Virginia to play your Scrooge? Yeah. How about that? He is. Yes. Love it. Right. We also have Bill Murray from 1988, Scrooged. Now, this is the modern is, adaptation. Is this uh, Peak Bill Murray? He's actually Frank Cross. Oh, Evans, no. No, yes. this isn't Peak Bill Murray, but his name is Frank Cross in this one, but he is technically Scrooge, and he's a, a TV executive who just has no heart. He's really good at the bitter, cynical, sarcastic. He never leaves the bitter, cynical. That's the problem. At the end, when he becomes happy, it's not really believable. I think this manic. is... He becomes manic. I think this movie proves that he's a bad actor. He can't pull off happy. He can do cynical. He can, he do... can only pull off Bill Murray being a jerk. <laughs> you are correct. I know that Joel has fondness of this movie. I do. I, do. I enjoy this adaptation. It's, it's hard. I think it's hard to watch. Really? Yeah. Oh, I still love I it. I love the jokes. I love the mini movies within the movie. Yep. But that's about it. I enjoy this one a lot. We also have Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. From Muppets Christmas Carol in 1992. This is one where he, he said when he got the role that uh, if I'm going to do this role, I'm going to play it like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. How does he do it so well? I'm not, I will never wink. He I will never do anything does. Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as a, an utterly dramatic role, and there are no puppets There are scenes me. where he's crying actual tears. He's so good. There were scenes <laughs> where I was crying actual <laughs> tears in this movie. Once again, this movie is better than it has any right to be. Yes, and it really, truthfully works because of Michael Caine's commitment. Yeah. And he is the Scrooge that I grew up with. Right. He's who I think of first. We also have Sir Patrick Stewart. Now, this was a 1999 TV, TV adaptation of uh, Christmas Carol, which they is on TNT. Called, they should have called it Make It Snow. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been Christmas sorry. Carol, colon, Make It Snow. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, in my opinion, was not a great Scrooge. No. I feel like he should have been better than he I was. I feel like he was Patrick Stewart. I watched well, him and I'm like... He's got Patrick a stern Stewart. voice, right? Yeah. Naturally. And so he seems like handmade for the role i just don't think he really cared i could never get past the fact that it was patrick stewart he yeah. never became scrooge for right. me they should have given him a wig i'll give helped. him props his breakup scene in his christmas past is very good oh that's true no there, there are different things to like about it. i didn't dislike this version i actually liked it okay but when he became the giddy guy at the end yeah. spoiler alert scrooge gets happy at the end yeah i didn't buy it he gets mary joel 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the, the, this is one too where they tried cutting edge special effects in 1999. Mm. You look at them now and you're like, Whoa, not good. Does not look good. Well, you know what doesn't have cutting edge special effects? Kelsey Grammer, 2004. Wait, Frasier played Fra- Fra- Ebenezer Scrooge. Frasier. I think he borrowed Albert Finney's wig Must for be. this one. Oh. His, uh, this one is based on the popular stage production, yes. I believe. This was, uh, it was Madison Square Garden is where it was performed. Mm-hmm. Music by Alan Menken, who you know from like Beauty and the Beast and, and Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, all the good Disney movies, songs. Music, yeah. Yeah. This, this was one where I feel like, I feel like I like Kelsey Grammer as an actor. Yeah. I feel like his portrayal of Scrooge mostly was squinting. The, you know, my wife, my wife made the same observation. She's like, I'd love to see his eyes. Yeah. Which hey, here's, here's the thing. He opens them at the end. He opens them when he gets redeemed. His eyes are opened to his situation. Ooh. I think with a better cast, this movie could have been tier one. is terrible. Because the music's great. I'm just saying, for this franchise... Is it great, or is there just a lot of it? Is this like a buffet thing where you're like, there's so much oh, of it? Look, having seen the production, and then also having seen Zach in the production... I was in this. There are 22 songs. songs. There are 22 songs okay. in this. False. Three songs are good. No, there are three songs that play over and over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> Trust me, I literally looked into it I thought when this, I was in it. I just thought that this adaptation was ho-hum, bug. <laughs> oh, stop. We also have Jim Carrey. Who, 2009's A Christmas Carol. This is the CG one. You have to say a Christmas Carol because that's yes. how he says it a lot. This is the Polar Express version of a Christmas. Robert Carol. Zemeckis was obsessed with the motion capture animation. He didn't style. learn his lesson with Polar Express no. or, or Beowulf. Oh yeah, where he so casts only two people to play every single role. Which Jim Carrey played multiple. There roles. was three. You had Jim Carrey, you had Bob Hoskins, and but Gary Oldman <laughs> as Scrooge. I I actually was entertained by the fact that I forgot it was Jim Carrey every now and then. Okay, I but, couldn't ever. So I I got it. It helped. Yeah, the animated thing. I think. I think the uh, the version he's in helps him as well. But we'll talk about that should it come up. And then finally, we have Ryan Reynolds. Because why not? And why this is not? Spirited, which came out this year. Which technically, once again, he's not uh, Scrooge. What is Clint name? Briggs? Clint That's Briggs. it. Clint Briggs. So uh, since Kent has the modern American reboot, no matter what, whoever you get as Scrooge needs a different name. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, that's how it would be. That's what they yeah. do. It would be a meta commentary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we're not going to go... I was going to say we give a lot of detail because it's kind of the introductory round for a lot of these and movies. It's Scrooge. When it's Scrooge is a big one, we're going to get more fast as they go along. Yes. All right. Let's go into our random numbers and see who we get. All right. Zach, who's starting? Kent, your own first. Three. Three. Congratulations. You get Albert Finney. Oh, with the bad wig. Oh. Hey, Albert Finney in your... Wait, which adaptation do you get? Which, which, uh, uh, modern American reboot. A modern American <laughs> version with Albert Finney? <laughs> you know, hey, look. Deep fakes work. We can I bring guess. him back for this. For sure. <laughs> like I said before, t- there's some music in here, but I think the weakest part of this musical is the music. Because Thank You Very Much is the only song I can remember and that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. The, the weak part is that I think a lot of the music is pointless. Yeah. It really doesn't serve anything. It's just happening. And sometimes it's it's really bad. And sometimes it's well, out of place. Like it t- pulls you out of the movie. I think A Christmas Carol works best when it's like the novel, short. I think yes. we all know the story. So if it's under an hour and a half, great. If it's longer, ugh. Although the audiobook was three hours long. That's nothing though for a book. I guess. I, I got to be honest, Kent. I feel bad for you. I think he might be of the uh, more conventional Scrooge. I agree. I think he's. I wanted terrible. George C. Scott. Honestly, he's, he's kind of the worst. Actually, one. I wanted Michael Caine. Yeah. Okay. Th- but thank you very much. Was nominated for best original song, and this uh, Albert Finney won the Golden Globe Award for best actor in a musical comedy. Oh, there must not have been many. And either. the new one you talked about, uh, yeah. the Netflix one, mm-hmm. it's based on this one. Like it's using this music. Interesting. So oh, gross. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I want to watch that one because I, I do plan on watching that one. 
All right, Kent, what do I get? I hope you like Smug, because you got Ryan Reynolds, number 11. Oh. <laughs> hey, but look, it's a horror film, and he did really well in it's, the uh, Amityville remake. It's going to be... Can my Scrooge be beheaded at some point? Yeah, no, absolutely. Zach, it's going to be a good-looking cast. That's true. And Ryan Reynolds shirtless. Yeah. So, yeah, Spirited was one of those movies that I felt like they left in too many musical numbers and too many jokes. This is over two hours long as well. This is the long, I think it's the longest adaptation we have on here. Gross. It is way which too is long. available on Apple TV. Look, we should see where you want. To it's a clever things. play on the same old story. I like the concept. Yeah, I don't I, I, which take the, out all of the music. And the, I like this movie. A lot. Yeah, the concept is they're showing kind of the back end of how these uh, every year someone is picked to be the, the Scrooge of that year. Yeah. And they're going to try and change their heart. And it shows it's how like redemption LLC essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's a formula. They mm-hmm. follow it and it works. Uh, I, I like the concept a lot of spirited. I am not a Ryan Reynolds fan. Right. But I don't know why. I think he, he just mugs the camera. He does a good job being him in this movie. But unlike we mentioned with Bill Murray, I think he plays the redemptive side better. Okay. Okay. But I'm dis- I am wholly disappointed so far. I know. And Joel? Please, please, please. Nine. Kelsey Graham. No! <laughs> we don't get George C. Scott. I'm so mad. We don't get Michael Caine. We don't get Alistair Sweet. We, we don't get, get Scrooge McDuck. How would happen? We see more Hicks. We don't get the top three good ones. <laughs> that is terrible. That is terrible. I really don't even like Kelsey Graham. Uh, I think we him. should throw these all away. Oh, <laughs> man. We are doing poor. Of course, mine's, so mine's animated. So technically, that might yeah, work. He has a great voice. He has a great voice. But this is a weird one, too, because this is the one where Scrooge, like, encounters all the ghosts in the real world yeah. before he meets them. Mm-hmm. It it's, is, it's like a Wizard of Oz sort of thing. It is. It's, and that, yeah. I think that dumbs down the story. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, no. It's it's a fun little wink and a nod, I thought. The ghosts I, are just watching him all the time. No, it's more just the fact that I'm like, it, it makes it seem like it's more a dream than actual, it actually happened to him. Because they can explain away, like, oh, I oh. saw that person. Yeah, I get, I that. get that. And this is also where they have, well, we'll get into that when we talk about I Christmas saw that as the, the ghosts were, they had their eye on him. I can see that. They, Although, they were Jane, scouting. I can't see Jane Krakowski without seeing Jenna from 30 Rock. And so I saw her. Which and I'm this like, did her? happen in her defense before 30 I know, Rock. I know. But she, along with pretty much everyone in this movie, is poorly cast. Yeah. Well, I will officially have to say I am sad I did not get George C. Scott, who would have been my first pick, Mm -hmm. uh, then probably Alistair Sims second, and uh, Michael Caine third. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Do you have a favorite Scrooge? Yeah, I wanted George C. Scott and then Scrooge McDuck and Michael Caine. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. And I probably would have wanted Michael Caine first and then uh, Alistair Sims and then George C. Scott. Yeah. Those are the ones we wanted, and none of us got them. Nope. None of us got the good ones. Hmm. Now let's move on to Jacob Marley. Now, Jacob Marley is the spirit that comes in and first tells Scrooge what's going to happen. And one thing I found interesting is just how different each portrayal was. Yeah, really, really strange because some are kind of whispering, some are not seen, and then some are (laughs) yelling at Scrooge. You mean some are, no one can see me but you, so we don't have to do anything. Fun cuts. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to him. Well, I'll just say it now. That's Claude Rains who played the Invisible Man two years earlier. Oh, that's hilarious. In the book, do they have the scene where when he's about to leave Scrooge's room that he shows all the wandering spirits outside? Yes. yes. and Because that's only I, in a few adaptations. And I think it's the effective part of Well, here's story. the other fun fact. Yeah, it's, that it's they don't. They only did this in a couple versions, mm-hmm. but you know how every time Marley shows up, he has that uh, cloth wrapped around his yep. head with a little bow on top. That was what they did back in the day. They, they tied that little cloth, I can't remember what it's called, around corpses so that their jaw didn't hang slack open. So, and so, but, but let's think about the 84 version where he just like drops his jaw awkwardly. Yeah. It's pretty bad. But mm-hmm. in the Jim Carrey version, it flops down. And that's what happens in the book. Mm-hmm. He says when he unties that, that uh, cloth around his head, his jaw falls to his chest is what it says. But he keeps bottom speaking. Jaw. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of Horrifying. disturbing. Yeah. Let's talk about the different people in here. First one. 
very descriptive. We have the one wearing a sheet. <laughs> they literally don't have the actor's name. This is the 190 word version. Yeah. They only list Scrooge. Once as again, three and a half minutes. Yeah. Marley well, shows up and he's kind of translucent, which is kind of cool for yeah, the just, time. There's a little superimposition. But thing, he's is, literally wearing a small white sheet. It's a guy. He's literally holding it like around his neck, like pinching it together with a sheet over his head. And he's just pointing at things. It's, it's so comically good. bad. It's yeah. really funny. We have Claude Rains. Who I mentioned again. is the Invisible Man. Budget cuts. Voice only. Yeah. Only you can see but, me. But he's not, he's not upsetting, right? Like, I wasn't scared as Scrooge to hear this voice. Well, Scrooge could see him. Yeah. We, we couldn't, couldn't, though. Yeah, we couldn't. We have Alec Guinness. That's right. Obi-Wan Kenobi was Jacob Marley in Seven the 1970 version. Scrooge. All I can do is whisper. whisper. No, here's the fun fact. I'm going to whisper. I didn't know it was Alec Guinness. Yeah. So he came in. And I was like, wow, this guy, the way he was moving, he's like walking backwards mm-hmm. and it was really weird. And I went, that's creeping me out. I like this guy. Who is this guy? I looked at him. I'm like, oh, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I did not like this one. It was a disappointment what? to me. Maybe it's because I was Jacob Marley it. or the movie? No, the, well, the movie as well. But uh, this version of the character, I thought, I maybe hyped up in my mind going, oh, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's going to be so good. And mm-hmm. it was creepy and weird, but I think he was... Definitely playing it as if he were on stage, and it didn't he, quite translate. He hated it, by the way. Oh, he, did, he, he like, did he like any movie he was he in? He got a heart. He got a hernia from being in that harness. Oh, it was oh. kind of awful. Because they, you know, he raises up at one point and screams when yeah. Scrooge calls him a blob of mustard. Right. Okay, we have Goofy. Goofy, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Which does happen in the show, although his voice. Uh, what does he have a strange. cold, or is it a different actor? This is it's an a actor, actor who okay. I think only ever did him for this. Movie. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously like a muted version of Goofy, but then yeah. he chuckles at times. Although this, uh, every time when he trips on that cane, it makes me laugh. Yeah. It's a every warning. Time. Yeah, uh, before he uh, when he's leaving, before he trips. Yeah, we have Frank Finlay. Visually, I think this one is pretty cool, but he's so mean. He's mean. He's the one who awkwardly drops his mouth open. This yeah. is the 1984. No, but this guy, George C. Scott version. So this is the George C. Scott version 1984 TV movie. But this guy, he's creepy looking. Yeah, like yells all the time. He's got too. these sharp teeth, like. I don't know. He, he creeps me out. John Forsythe. He plays Lou Hayward in Scrooge. Yeah. So he's like this uh, old golfer dude who's he's old and crusty. He looks like a mummy without alcoholic wraps. zombie, basically. And he takes off his sunglasses at one point and he's yeah. missing his eyes and he's like he grabs his hand and it just crumbles to dust like he's. And, and I don't think this Marley has learned a thing because he still brags about his previous life uh-huh. and, you know, all the women, all that stuff. Yeah. Still involved in a lot of alcoholism. So, yeah, we also have. What? <laughs> Nicholas Cage. That's right. In the 2001 Christmas Carol, the movie. Hey, Joel, you're pretty good at accents. Can I hear quiet Nicholas Cage do a British accent? Oh, Scrooge, watch out. <laughs> That's about the effort. Ebenezer. He's, he's weird. This is the one that has the weird kind of jittery animation. Yeah. It's, it's not a great version. We didn't of talk it. about this one quite yet. No, we didn't talk about this one. This was one that they made uh, in 2001, and they had like this all star cast of like Kate Winslet and Nicholas Cage and. Who else is in that one? I can't even remember right now. But but the story doesn't start for like 15 minutes in. No, yeah. but it was also made by like, oh, I, I have the note here. Oh, yeah. Animation was made in Great Britain, Czech Republic, Poland, Estonia, Spain, and South Korea. Like they had so many different people working on this. And it just it doesn't look good. It's weird because I thought has oh, Michael Cage. Gambon, that's yeah, he's in it. Has Nicholas Cage not become full Nicholas Cage? But he was in Face Off, which came out five years before this. He literally sounds like he recorded his lines in like a conference room at a Comic Con. Yeah, really quickly. All of them did. Kate yeah. Winslet does a musical number in this. It's so bad. Good. No, she's yeah. actually said she was pretty disappointed. It's called What If. 
if you want to watch it. I was disappointed too, Kate. This one, this one was available on Amazon Prime if you really want to watch it. Although I'll say right now, gentlemen, this is the bottom of the barrel. It, this it is the worst one. So hard. This this was probably the one of the worst adaptations I watched. This has more mice. There's way too much uh, Belle, the way old too, girlfriend. Yeah, mice. But now, but doesn't yeah, Scrooge deserve some love? At the end of a story, his story. No, this was the weird part too. Like at the very beginning, he's like, "I'm Scrooge. I'm angry. Oh, let me help a little mouse here." And I was yeah. like, "He's supposed so to be hard hearted." Seriously, Mickey Mouse is in one of these, and there's the most mice in this version. Right. It's insane. Okay, well, enough about that one. Comic relief mice. We also have Jason Alexander from the 2004 <laughs> musical Over the Freaking Top. Wow, I this is I bad. like Jason Alexander in many roles that he's been in. Mm-hmm. Not this one. It's no. real bad. This is the Kelsey Grammer one once again. And it's a musical, and he comes on stage, and I immediately went, nope, nope, don't like it. And then he goes on forever. No. This was a bad adaptation. Link by Link is a good song, and he does a bad job at it. We have Gary Oldman from, from the, the 2009, 2009 one, the CG one. Yes, this that, is weird. Now, that uh, that Jacob Marley was cre- weird. Creepy. I, don't, I didn't appreciate the... Uh, comical elements. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. The really, jaw-dropping thing mentioned before, that's really cool, but then it gets weird. Yeah. Well, like they, they lean into the horror, but then they also try to pull back with the comedy, and it doesn't. the mix doesn't work. Well, well also, he takes like three minutes to say a sentence. Yep. Then we have Statler and Waldorf from Muppets Christmas Carol, of course. Marley and Marley. Jacob and Robert. Yeah. Which, it was weird for them to be two, but at the same time, I completely understand it for the Muppet thing, and it worked. Their song is probably one of the best in yeah. the whole entire movie. It's true. Not scary Marley whatsoever. Marley Oh. Yeah, they're not Come scary. Come on. It's a classic. All right, Kent, I'll go first. Tell me what number I get. Two. I get a voice only. Get Claude Rains, who's a fantastic voice. In my horror movie, mind you. That's fine. It's a good story. I think this is appropriate. Yeah. I'm okay with that. a whispery, scary voice in your horror movie? Not my favorite one, but honestly, I don't know that I have a favorite one here. You can make it work. Joel? All right. Seven. Joel, congratulations. You get Nick Cage. <laughs> Come on. Whispering wow. British Nick Cage. And I'm going to say this is animated, so. And he's not he good. It Whoa. It's Joel. not even like Nicolas Cage. No, Guys, it's not even fun, Nicolas Cage. We are not doing well on this. If Kent gets Jason Alexander, I'm going to freak out. All right. And my you number is? Please don't be eight. Eight. <laughs> you get Jason Alexander. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's eight. It's really eight. It's really eight. It went from seven to eight. You got on Jason Alexander. We are picking the worst of we the worst. Are doing poorly. Oh, the, Frank Finley guys, would have been. I great. I don't want to say anything, but I think the Christmas spirits are against us. <laughs> Goofy would have been great. Statler and Waldorf oh, yeah. are here. Oh, we man. have bad luck with this. Let's just move on. Now we have Bob Cratchit. Okay, we can spend a lot less time here. We really can. and the next couple. Let's be real. Bob Cratchit is kind of that everyman type. He just yeah. you know. Yeah, and he's kind of the same in almost I all. do have some favorites, though. Some I, people I, portray that much better than I, I It's true. So. First, we have Donald Calthrop. And this is from Scrooge, 1935. It's nice for, and he is just like this nice nice little guy. He's nearly as old as Scrooge in this story. <laughs> he kind <laughs> of is. really old. He yeah. kind of is, but he's, he, I liked him. We also have Gene Lockhart, first mention of the 1938. Yes. This is a weird one. I like this one. This yeah? one? He's kind of got a Buddy Hackett vibe. Well, it's very jolly. Yes. No, if you, if you don't know who uh, uh, Gene Lockhart is, he is the judge on Miracle on 34th yeah. Street, if that helps. See, I didn't like this version of the movie because every side character is way too happy. No, There's they, no misery here No, whatsoever. no, they definitely, they went much more, they, they intentionally went, you can watch this one on HBO Max, mm-hmm. by the way, 
but they went intentionally much more family friendly in this one. Not family friendly, but like they wanted a family version. This is a jolly movie. Yes. I like this one. They this wanted, was one of my surprises. They wanted to remove a lot of the more scary parts. They give a lot more time to to Fred, uh, his, his Scrooge's nephew. The movie opens fiance. on Fred just sliding with some kids and meeting yeah. the, the Cratchits. Mm-hmm. They definitely tone this one down. I, so. Well, I like it. It's happy. Okay. I Pick also, it easy. We also, Some people said he was too well-fed for the role of Bob Cratchit. I think I so, too. I agree. So. We also have David Collings. And this is just from Scrooge in 1970. Very familiar-looking character actor. Quite the hair. Very polite. And I hate the way he says speciality. Yep. I yeah. don't like this yeah. one or this movie. Okay, we have Mickey Mouse. Hey. Hey, Mickey <laughs> Mouse. Yeah. So adorable. It's, it's Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. It's Mickey yeah. Mouse. Yeah, you know, you get... Oh, although, oh, oh, the part when he cries, when you see mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse shedding a tear yeah. over Tiny Tim, yeah. I lose oh. it every time. We also have David Warner. Once again, very familiar. This is the villain from Tron? Yeah. This is <laughs> the, villain the villain from, from Tron. Tron. But in this movie, he's such a nice guy. Once again, very old for the role, but there's a lot of inner turmoil that this he is, plays really well. This is the George C. Scott 1984 Is this version. the best version? Yes. Okay. I liked it a lot. Well, I haven't seen it. This or the 51. 51 yeah. is really good. Between the two. But this is the best straightforward version, I yes. think. All right, we also have Alpha <laughs> Alpha Woodward. Alpha Woodard. A-L-F-R-E. And it's from Scrooge. Yeah. And she, I was going to say, she once again, she's not Bob Cratchit. She's Grace Cooley. Yeah. Bob uh, Cratchit type. Yeah. Where she's like not very recognized at work. Yeah. And she wants that. The only genuine and nice character in the show. Yes. Well, maybe not. Though the girlfriend. Karen Allen. Yeah, yeah that's we'll, true. We'll get to her. Yeah. Uh, we also have Kermit. Hi ho! It's Christmas Carol. It's Kermit. It's yeah. Kermit. The the good character it's, always plays Bob. It's Kermit. First Kermit. First movie Kermit post Jim Henson. Yes, it's, I, I had problems but, with that when I first watched this. I see. I, I grew up on this, oh, so I didn't. But this notice is a difference. Top as much. tier Muppets, though. It's good stuff. Muppets. Yeah. This is on our Muppet Show. Kent, you put this as your number one. Yeah, I love it. We also have Richard E. Grant from the 1999 Honestly, version. one of my favorite portrayals. Is he the best part of this 1999 yeah, the version? Yeah, the two Cratchits, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Cratchit, are, that's the only thing I really, really like. Really submissive, though. I really like him because he's the guy from Spice World, so that's cool. That's a nice reference. He's the manager. Richard E. Grant, you'll probably recognize yeah. him. He's the manager from Spice World. He's a, he's a classic guy in things. Yeah. And then we have, of course, <laughs> Gary Oldman. Okay. Again. My notes say, no thank you, he'll stab me. Yes. This is the scariest looking Bob Cratchit. The animation does not work here. I'll yeah. tell you, the, it's unfortunate because there is a really powerful moment specific to this movie where we're in a future and we see Cratchit trying to hold it together for his family. Yeah. And he walks up the stairs yeah. and Scrooge comes face to face with him and, and you feel his emotion. But I'm like, I can't get past how creepy the animation is. That yeah. is. He looks no, like every serial killer. Really, though, every single time, every single Gary time. Gary Oldman does a good job. They tell that part where it's like so. dad walks home a little what? slower than he used to. Uh-huh. Every time that gets me. Oh, yeah. I tears I, my I, heart I, out. I do not, do not like uh, the animation here. I don't think there's any really bad options here. Well, let's there's just, some boring options. Let's go yeah. with the but Joel, starting with Joel. You get seven. Congratulations. You get Kermit. Yay! Oh, yes! That's a great Lucky. one. Wait, I'm getting Kermit in my, ad, my animated, animated version? Yeah. Oh, I don't like animated Kermit. It's like Muppet Babies Kermit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what do you get, Kent? Two. Gene Lockhart, the one I wanted from the, the well, the well fed. Version. I don't want him. Well fed. No, he's good. He's so nice. At the beginning. Oh, he, that's the one where they added stuff to the story where uh, he throws a snowball at Bob Scrooge. Scrooge gets he, fired. He's playing with some yeah. kids. He accidentally, yeah, he gets fired. He throws a snowball at Scrooge, and I did gasp like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then he got fired, and I'm like, "Well, he doesn't get fired, but yeah. until he does, in this he one. might be my least favorite. Not gonna lie. No, oh. I sorry. And I get six. 
I get uh, Alfred Woodford. Okay, Alfred Woodford. A nice character yeah. in my horror movie, and that is a horrible not a Bob horror movie. But maybe she could do good in the horror movie. Maybe. I, mean, I, mean, I, I liked her in a lot She of, seems like a scream queen. I like her in uh, a couple different movies. Um, uh, what's that one? Heart and Souls. Remember that one, Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr.? I liked yeah. her in that a lot. All right, we'll move on. I, I, so uh, far, we have yet to have an all-star cast. I don't think no. any of us are super happy. We also I, don't I'm care about fine. I'm perfectly fine with Kermit. You have Kermit. Speaking of not caring about a character, we got Tiny Tim next. <laughs> Did you what? notice? No, no. Seriously. I don't care about the, no, the actor. No, it's <gasps> the point of Tiny Tim. No, I actually think the actors are the worst. No. Uh, watching all these, I'm like, wow, kid actors are really bad. Oh, we'll get into No, there's it a couple here. bad ones, but there's a couple that I'm like, are they really sick? Are they okay? <laughs> well, starting with the uh, 1938 version of Terry Kilburn. Once again, way too happy to be convincing. He's jolly. He's so cute, though. He is. When they, they meet him, he's like, oh, do you want to slide? He's like, oh, I, I can't. I got this old bum leg here, sir. Sorry. <laughs> That's also the version where they show like, it's just the one where they show like every course of the Cratchit dinner yes. and all the kids are freaking out. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, it's we're, too going, much. we're going really long oh, on this. Oh, Kent doesn't like the positive one. 1938. Yeah. <laughs> Morty Fieldmouse. All right. From Mickey's Christmas Carol. Once again, why don't they have more scenes together in Disney lore? Because they're so cute together. They're very cute. Mm. We have Anthony Walters from the 1984. Uh, The worst actor, I think. No, but here's this. And terrible makeup. The most sickly looking kid out there, though. He looks like death. This is him, though. He's like an (laughs) SNL cast member where he's reading cue cards off to the side. God bless. Poor kid. Us. Every... One. My no, wife, honestly, I just looked up the picture again. He looks like a zombie. My wife got <laughs> mad at me. Anthony be- Walters from the version. My wife got mad at me during this one. She, she's like, he's a kid. Leave him alone. When I said, oh, look, he's looking at the camera again. Yeah. It's, he's really quite It's bad. a great adaptation, he's a but kid. he's the Leave worst. him alone. I know. Can't blame the kid for being a kid. Then we have <laughs> Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim, <laughs> which is a joke in the Scrooge 1988 movie. Uh, a movie, movie within a movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're joking around about it. And they say like it's this all star cast on the TV there because they're trying to capitalize on Scrooge. It's like and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. And she does all these back handsprings and then yeah. stands up. So it's funny. Yeah. Robin the Frog. Seems quite healthy. Not going to lie. He's in. Uh, he does cough at one Muppet point. Christmas yeah. Carol. And, but they have great harmony. He and his Bless father. Saw. Yeah. yeah. It's a great song. And then, of course, Gary Oldman. Playing father and son. Horrifying. It's weird. Yeah. He did the motion capture for him. I don't think he has any speaking lines, honestly, but does he? I don't know. I think there's one. God blesses everyone. Probably. I think he looks the most like a human being in this movie. <laughs> that's a low bar. That's a low bar. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, who's our tiny numbers. Tims? We'll start right, with so uh, we have Kent. Six choices, right? Yes. I get two. Morty Fieldmouse. Oh, he's so cute. He's good looking. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Well, he's not a dog. He's a mouse. He's a little tiny. He's a big mouse. He's a big mouse. <laughs> That's not something I want to hear ever. Uh, all right. What do I get? Zach, you have three. I get Anthony Walters. <laughs> I get <laughs> the dead kid. The dead in the oh. eyes. <laughs> he just has bad makeup. <laughs> SNL cue card looking at the mic kid. He's the worst. <laughs> He's not the worst. I felt bad for him. <laughs> he, I, I at very uh, least. Can I we get, look up his IMDb and see if he's been on anything else? I finally get a character from a movie I love. Yeah. That's great. That's but good, I guess. They It's fine. And what does Joel get? Six. Gary Oldman. <laughs> Get a young Gary Oldman. Once again, it works the animation because it's already animated. He's done it before. <laughs> yeah, but he's so awkward in Motion it. capture. Man. One of the best actors, and he's so bad in I this movie. I have a bad feeling no one's going to watch any of our Christmas Carol movies. <laughs> we are doing poorly. Yes. 
Well, let's, we got Fred now. Okay, really quick. Let's do Fred. Let's just blow through Fred here because uh, he's just a jolly guy, right? Yeah. He, but, and Fred is Scrooge's nephew, the one that invites him to dinner. He doesn't want to come. Okay, first we have Barry McKay. He's from the 1938. He's yeah, again. We talked about before. He's the one that... Uh, he's the jolliest. He gets, uh, he gets too an cocky, expanded little roguish. Role. I like him. He gets yeah. an expanded role here. He slides a lot on the ice, which is in the book. It's so that was book. Bob Croucher that slides. Yeah, yeah we have camera tricks with the slide. Yes, that's true. We have Donald Duck. Great. From the Donald Duck. Yeah. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, we like him. Roger Reese. Once again, plays a villain in like every movie. Sheriff of Rottingham. Yeah, he was the yeah. rich guy in Cheers. Most punchable <gasps> face. He was. Yeah. yeah. Robin La- Lee. No. Robin Cole. Real. Cole. Robin yeah. Cole. And Dominic West from 1999. Uh, uh, probably my favorite Fred. What? Okay. Yeah, I like this Fred. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I know him from The Wire. Oh, So the maybe that I'm a little biased because he's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> he's a really good Fred. Well, well, what about Colin Firth? Uh, no, no, thank you. Just scary. Scary, weird. I could too, not tell what age he was. Too this, old this to play the, the role. This is the animated one. We should clarify yeah. which one he's in. But Yeah, the Jim Carrey animated. And then Joe Tippett as Owen. Yeah. Inspirited. So Inspirited, he's the, he's the brother of... Uh, the brother-in-law of Scrooge? Kind yeah. of the younger, no, the younger brother of Scrooge. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Kind of the washout Yeah, he's the got family. long, stringy, blonde Bit of a hair. Hippie. Yeah. All right, let's get to the numbers. I'll start. Kent, hit me. Three. I get Roger Reese. <laughs> That's a good choice it, for Fred. Okay, I actually really didn't like him all that much as Fred. He's a little understated for me. Oh, okay. I like my Fred's jolly. <laughs> Save it for our Fred tearing show. Oh, this is a tier two, Fred. Okay, what about Joel? Number one. You get Barry McKay, the one I'm, I wanted. I'm fine with Barry McKay. Ah, that, that's the 1938. He's the version. life of the party. He's he's really happy and really fun, and and him and his he gets that whole. There's like a romantic subplot. Well, and he uh, he's engaged, not married, yes. and uh, Scrooge offers him a, a position as partner, allowing him to get married. Yes, actually, yeah. that's the funny thing too. Is like uh, in, in the book, the way it works is when Scrooge gets redeemed, he sends the turkey to the Cratchits. Yes, but then he goes to his nephew Fred's party. Yeah, and then has this kind of moment with family there, and then it's not till the next day when Bob comes yeah. into work. I started to get really annoyed with the third act because of that reason. I'm like, stop going to Fred's party. Just go see Tiny Tim. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but you think about it, Fred's family. Okay, but what's, the, what's the other version of this story? Michael Caine goes to the door and says, hey, I brought you one goose and the whole town. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know how long it takes to cook a goose? They were hanging out for a long a time. A while. Just yeah. going like, bless us all. Are we doing this again? Are we? Okay. <laughs> and what do you get, Kent? Five. You get Colin Firth. Why? <laughs> creepy <laughs> motion capture. So Colin creepy. Firth. Like love actually Colin Firth? No. Nope. Mr. It's Darcy? This, no, it's this nope. one. It's it's the Beasting one. Beasting Colin Firth? <laughs> it's the one where they keep trying to do 3D stuff. Yeah. Like honestly. This movie's the, a curse. So here's the thing about the 2009 version is it is pretty close to, to the book. Yeah. But then they have this the CGI. I mean, the CGI is a little weird anyway. The animation really is what makes us stumble. But they have this weird chase scene. In the middle of it, where you get shrunk mm-hmm. down, and all that, and you briefly mentioned it because the movie was released in 3D, mm-hmm. and they do the cheesy 3D effects. Yes, yes. and it doesn't work in 2D. It wor- it's, works terribly. And that whole chase scene, the whole time I was watching it, my daughter went, "Is this in the book?" I'm like, "No, not at all." Well, it's like in Polar Express when the ticket goes around and they have yeah. to chase it on top. They're of They're padding time. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of padding time, next we have Belle as a character. <laughs> now, Belle... This is crucial to the Christmas past portion yeah, it of is. Scrooge's story. But there are definite ones that I like in this one. Or there are ones that are just straight up cut out. I'm looking at you, the 38 version. Okay, we have Daisy Duck. Which confuses me because it's Scrooge's love, even though his nephew is... Well, Daisy Duck's playing a role. Yeah, that's true. 
which has to be explained. But she's like love Lauren the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have Karen Allen as Claire Phillips and Scrooge. Great. Probably the most fleshed out version of the character. And this is, if you don't know Karen Allen, she is Marion from Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. She plays Claire Phillips. We have Meredith Braun. And Muppets when Christmas love Carol. is gone. Cut, 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 cut. cut Once cut, again, her, she's great in a movie with Muppets. Her song was cut. Then we have Laura Frazier oh. from the 1999 Brennan's version. sister. If you don't know who Lauren Frazier is, Laura Frazier. And I don't. She Laura is uh, the blacksmith in A Knight's Tale. Oh, that's where hey. I know her. As well as Lydia from Breaking Bad. <gasps> what? Oh, yeah. And Better Call Saul. I kept looking at her and going, why do I recognize her? She's you? just this young little fresh-faced yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. This is 1999 and she's in that version. And then I was like, that's Lydia, Breaking Bad. Wow. Oh. Yeah. She's okay in this version. Fine. She's okay. And then we have Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jay Love with Emily. a British accent. Oh, and this is yeah. the 2004 one that we said everyone was poorly cast. I'm okay with her in this one. I am not. No, she was singing. She was not great in this It's role. Jennifer Love Kent, Hewitt. You know, you know, she was one of my top five celebrity crushes back yeah. in the day. I did not like... I, I, I was happy to see her on screen. Exactly. Her acting was not great. It's not great. Her singing was Her terrible. wig was fantastic. Yeah. I actually said to my wife, I said, do you think that's her, they really did her hair like that or is that a wig? And I'm like, there's no way they would have done that to her hair every time. It's there's a always a wig. It's always a wig. All right, who's starting? Um, let's go with Joel first. Two. You get Karen Allen. Oh, that's a pretty good one. You're pleased. It's good. I was good. She's, she's actually really good in that role because she really does bring the humanity to Bill Murray. Like, you can kind of see why they like each other, and I appreciate that version. So I will be happy with Karen Allen in my animated <laughs> Christmas Carol adaptation. All right. Kent, what do you get? I just rolled a one. Daisy Duck. In my modern American reboot <laughs> of a Christmas Carol. That's going to be a very odd. Is she going to be animated in the live action like a kind of a Roger Rabbit thing? No, it's, yeah, no she's going to look like Howard the Duck. Oh, oh. I know. I'm really sorry, CG. You sure yours, yours isn't the horror movie? <laughs> True story. Who does that leave me with? Five. Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, she's really pretty. She sings so... Well, mine's not a musical. She's, it's fine. She's I'm, apparently actually, real... Good. She's real knife. Real knife? She's real nice in person. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's real knife in person. So I've heard. It's uh, I've never met her. It's a horror movie. She can be real knife. She's oh. done. She did. I, still I know, know you did summer. last Christmas. <gasps> I still know what you did last Christmas. Hey, this is a good choice. I mean, this is good. That's what it's called <laughs> for the horror movie. <laughs> that's my horror movie's name. Are we going to come up with a title for our movie? I think we have to. Have no. to I, I, got to I know what you did last Christmas. Oh, that's... I know what you did past Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Speaking Lucky. Of, we have the ghost of Christmas past. Now, I want to point this out because yeah. uh, in this, the Christmas Carol book... What do they look like? In the book, the, the creature, you can't really tell if it's young or old, man it or woman. It's both old and young. It's, I, I'll be honest. I think the 1984 version has the most accurate depiction, rather. Oh, the, with the... Which is not on our list. That is not on our list. But I think the 1984... But they have a light on the top of their head, they say. Yes. And, the, and it's carrying this little funnel with it, a cone, that to snuff out a candle. Mm -hmm. And that's how Scrooge gets rid of it in the end. Yes. The thing I found interesting is like the ghost of Christmas present, pretty much the same every consistent single time. all the time. Ghost future. of Christmas future, or Christmas yet to come, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Also very consistent. But Christmas past? All why why the did they do that? Because they don't know how to do it. The description okay. is kind of impossible wispy yeah almost like i yes. think jim carrey's version is actually pretty darn close as weird as that sounds that's too bad both old and young uh light coming from head maybe fire yeah um the sleeveless wearing flowers as a belt yeah that's why I, I do think the 84 version is most accurate but not particularly memorable performance so not on our list 
But let's talk about who is, which is first Anne Rutherford from the 1930s. Can we just version. stop there? <laughs> She's beautiful. She's lovely. Gorgeous. I honestly, I yes. wrote, I wrote you two after I watched this. I said, I think I have a crush on the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. I put, can she be my ghost of Christmas always? Oh, sorry, Joel. Beautiful. I know you called dibs. I didn't call dibs. Okay. I'm married. So you can have, <laughs> I love her. You can have this woman from a She's 1938 great. movie. <laughs> Like, she can't be beat, honestly. Yeah, oh, she's fantastic. Jiminy Cricket, though. Yeah, Who, Jiminy Cricket. From Mickey's Jiminy Christmas Cricket. And it's a confident Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. Cricket. It is, although I never got a Ghost of Christmas past vibe from him. Not sure. at it's all. Just, it's just a cricket. Yeah, it, it's a traveler. Yeah. Right. David Johansson from Scrooge. From the New York Dolls. He's the cab guy. I he drives around in the cab. I hate him in so this bad. movie. He's intentionally obnoxious. Yeah, to, crusty. And, yeah. All that. But awesome. I think it works for It works for the movie. movie and in the 80s. Yes. Totally. Because he's the guy who sings hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. Feel people rocking. See people dancing, feeling hot, hot, hot. Buster Point Dexter? That's him. Nope. Nope. Now You're we talking have. Talking actual. <laughs> I, tried. I, I don't know. I tried. Watch the documentary New York Doll. You'll understand. Oh, okay, okay. We also have William Todd Jones from Muppet Christmas Carol. For a Carol. puppet movie? This one's weird, right? Now, they filmed this puppet underwater, and that's why it has that so much ethereal, sense. wispy look. This one I felt was pretty close to the it, book, too. I, not, maybe not physically matching the description, but certainly matching the spirit of this character. Ah. The spirit. Ah. <laughs> now, we also have Joel Gray from, from the, the 19, 1999 From the Volturi? Looks like the Volturi. <laughs> that's what I thought as well. But it does kind of match the description of that. No, I can't tell it. if they're old or young. He's it, wearing just basically like a cream prince robe. He creeped me out. Yeah. He abs- creeped me out. Absolutely looks like Volturi. Yeah, he's scary. Um, Jane Krakowski. Jane Krakowski. <laughs> Jane Krakowski. Who, as my wife pointed out, has uh, Beyonce's production team involved because she's constantly... Being, uh, there's wind there's on her. There's always yeah. wind on her. I her hair is always too, blowing. There was a scene where Scrooge was standing, uh, Kelsey Grammer was standing right next to her and she, her hair was blowing in the wind and her dress was blowing in the wind. I'm like, they must have had someone like right Underneath in front of her with, with, a, a, with a fan. Yeah, focused fan on her only. Nothing I think, like I the think book. she's kind of delightful in this movie. Yeah. She is one of the biased things, things about that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I as the girl's Christmas spirit, I knew all her nice. lines. That was weird because <laughs> that was your role. That was my role, and it was pretty much. Word Did you wear word. the same dress? Uh, yes, I looked great in it. Now we also have Jim Carrey once again in that movie. He's a breathy Irish candle. Yeah, <laughs> his accent is. So <laughs> is wild. that not a band name? <laughs> okay, no, no. but I think the but character design like this the entire time. The character design is really cool in this. It's but prob- just with his face in it. It's weird yeah. to see Jim Carrey's face in the flame. Yeah. yeah. I wish they would have toned that down a bit. But like I said, this fits kind of what it's described it in the book. And something that I appreciate is you can only do this in animation. Mm. And then we have Sunita Mani. From Spirited. Spirited. Yeah. Kind of this nonchalant gross Christmas Wearing past. Christmas PJs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like her. Pleasant. I'm sure you would. Very good looking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I get Very it. charismatic. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's out of eight, right? Yes. Zach, are we starting with you? I believe so. Two. I get Jiminy Cricket <laughs> in my horror move, dude. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket's going to go dark. And for Joel? Three. <laughs> you get David Johansson from Scrooge. He could probably do a pretty good voice in the, the animated movie. Yeah, gruff, sure. Gruff character That's who you want from voice. this sweet character. Why not? And Kent? Seven. Jim Carrey. No. In your modern American movie. Oh, you movie. have Colin Firth. <laughs> you have uh, just a straight up candle. Yeah. Don't you wow. have Daisy Duck too? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Why are you getting on. all the animated ones? I have the animated movie. It's creeping me out. You are going to have a lot of CG. Of course, uh, as we've learned from uh, Lion King and Avatar, you can be called a live action movie, yeah. even if your movie's entirely animated. Totally fine. So we obviously all wanted Anne Rutherford here. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would have been very happy with Jane Krakowski as well. And Sunita. I would have been happy with her. And uh, the William Todd Jones. I'd have been I, happy yeah, with. The, Christmas, the Muppets Christmas Carol one. I would have been happy Christmas with. Christmas Carol one. That's great. So we all got the bad ones. Once again. Always. Mm-hmm. Every time. Now it's do the ghost of Christmas present. Come in and know me better, man. Come in, come in, and know me better, man. This is where the movie drags for me. I don't like Christmas present. I like the ghost, but he talks way too much. And honestly, I don't care about Fred's party. What? Repeatedly. I really don't care about I it. I like that part, because especially when they're trying to guess who it is, and it's Scrooge. My, my favorite part is always Mrs. Cratchit, because she hates Scrooge so much. Yeah. And knowing what, you know, But dear Hill Christmas Day. Yeah. The children. That's the best part. I actually don't like present. Here's the weird thing about present. He is so joyous and fun, and you just want to be around him. And then all of a sudden, there's the weird robe part. Yeah. Which they don't include in all the adaptations, but in the book and in some some adaptations, they're having a good time. And all of a sudden, Scrooge is like, hey, what's that under your robe? It looks like a claw, maybe? And he opens up this robe, and these two little scrawny, horrible-looking children are there. And he's like, this is ignorance, and this is want. Beware the boy, ignorance. It's Uh, like a biblical story all of a sudden. I do appreciate, shout out to the Muppet version, for Mm -hmm. actually aging the character. Because he does do that in the book. He only lives one day. And he says, like, I have 1,800 brothers, and it's because 1,800 years since Christmas began. Right. Uh, But I feel like this character is very boisterous and very fun. I enjoy this character, but that weird part always comes in, and I'm like, I don't want that part again of ignorance and want. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fit everything else he's done, but I understand why Dickens did it. But I also understand why people cut it out. I like present. Just saying. And they always get him right. He's always, and because he's described in, in the book very clearly right. as a uh, green robe, uh, kind yeah. of can see his wreath chest, on his head. Wreath on his head, greenery everywhere. Come in and know me better, man. First, we have Willie the Giant from Mickey's Christmas With Carol. Pistachios. Yes. <laughs> That's all you can That's say. That's all you can yeah. say. We have Edward Woodward from I, the 1984 version. I think visually. This captures it pretty well. Uh, on stilts, which is a good effect. Okay. Yeah, he was he was not as tall as George C. Scott, I think. Yeah. He's not as burly, but he has a very hairy chest in this one. That's a requirement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's not a requirement because I'm looking at number three now. Carol Kane <laughs> from Scrooge. She, she has a hairy chest. She is delightful yeah. in this movie. Is she? Is she really she's is. But she's more like a fairy princess. Like she is, well, and it fits the tone of the movie, but she is like so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. That, and we talked about this on a, a previous episode of Baking Cell, but she grabbed his lip so hard, she tore it tore bill murray's lip and they had to stop production to let it heal she also kicked him and punched him like she was i did not understand animosity the physical stuff i think carol kane is hilarious anyway and so seeing her in this i do like her this is one of the better parts of the movie so oh this is where the movie lost me yeah what yeah i just again i I think this movie's super uneven Mm -hmm. so but i mean i like carol kane a lot so we also have sir michael gambon from Christmas Carol, the movie. The animated one with Nicolas Cage and, and Kate Winslet with the animated mice. Oh, yeah. And it has the weird bookends of live action, too, yeah. where it's like they have the guy. It's he, like Dickens going to be. Dickens reading. is reading it. And then these horribly animated CGI type mice come running in. It's weird. The so mice much. were the worst part. But Michael Gambo was weird because I could not not hear Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Every time he spoke, Angry Dumbledore. Like, okay, Harry, we're going to go down there now. Did you put your name in a goblet of fire? <laughs> yeah. In the present. Ah. Uh, we also have Jesse L. Martin, which I I know this is the Flash's dad from the Flash yeah, TV show. Yeah. Classic I, guy. And I things. could not see him as that as that cop guy the whole time. His wig is horrible. Oh, it's bad. He's a very jolly character. Yeah. And, and he his, tries to capture it pretty well. He has good voice. Song and dance. Yeah. He can sing well. He yeah. can sing well. I was yeah. surprised by that, but I did not like him in that portrayal. How about Jim Carrey? Yeah, big giant With Jim Carrey. With a Scottish accent, I think yeah. is what he's going for there. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's Jim Carrey face and... It's just weird. And then Will Ferrell. 
playing the ghost of Christmas present. Which makes sense. He's got that elf-like optimism, mm-hmm. you know, so it makes sense. Kind of sense. The, the main character. He becomes the only representative for, for the journey, basically. Yeah, they, they find a way to write out the other ghost, so it's like, yeah, yeah present's going to be here the whole time. All right, let's do our numbers, starting with Joel. Number one. Joel. Willie the Giant Willie by animated the movie. Hey, that works. Yeah. I don't know why, but once again, it's one of those things where maybe as a kid, it just tickled my funny bone, but every time he's walking around at night, and he uses the flashlight and he opens the roof and the woman screams and he closes oh, it. Oh, that's so surprise. good. Kind of yep. I laugh every time. Kent, what's your number? Two. You get Edward Woodward. Oh, he's great. George C. Scott version. You get the hairy that's chest. That's a good one. <laughs> In your modern American the remake. The man. No one wants hairy chests these days, Kent. I know. It's all right. It'll be back. And do, what do I get? Six. Jim Carrey in my uh, horror there's movie. way too. Oh, that makes sense. Once uh, again, you could really. I was going to say, not that much far from a horror movie already. You could really. That one is in. so dark. It's too dark. Uh, yeah, a little creepy for kids. Oof. Okay, finally, we go to Christmas yet to come. Our last section. Now, once again, it's the iconography of the hooded figure that points an awful lot. They get it very, like, it's the same almost every time. Because in the book, it describes him as just, he's shrouded in black. You can't say anything but one hand. It doesn't say whether it's a skeleton or not. No. But he's there. Kind of like the Grim Reaper, And he never talks. And that's one of the reasons I love this part. Mm -hmm. It's because Scrooge, by this point, is like, okay, I'm doing this journey. And the spirit will not talk to him. And every time that creeps me out, he's just like, he just points. Are any of these genuinely scary that we have on the list? Well, let's talk about him. Let's go through first Pete from Mickey's Christmas Carol. Why yours, Ebenezer? Pete with a cigar. Cigar, yeah. Kind Where's the sensitivity warning on that one, Disney? We don't really have any of the the earlier ones. I'm no, sorry. we don't. Yeah. It was basically all you know sheets. Uh, for some reason, though, I felt this was creepy back in the day, even though it's just Pete. Yeah. Right? But even the reveal that it's Pete did not make me feel comforted. No. We have... Hooded figure with sudden skeleton face <laughs> from the 1971. <laughs> Maybe the best part of the movie. No, that's the thing. This this ghost, he's kind of creepy. And then uh, Scrooge like is looking at his grave. He turns around and this black hooded figure all of a sudden has this weird skeleton face with the stinger music. And then he falls in the grave. Yeah, it's a the jarring head. moment. Yeah. So that's that's a scary one. Yeah. We also have hooded demon with a TV slash mirror face. So in Scrooge, Scrooge. he's in the elevator and he's kind of hoping the ghost will knock it off. Yeah. And he's also running away from Bobcat Coltwaite. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... I don't even know what you're talking about. That's pretty good. Then all of a sudden the big black hooded figure shows up. But it's a weird version of the character. Bobcat Goldthwaite is? But not... I like Police Academy Okay, it's Police Academy, huh? (laughs) Wait, is that Citizens on Patrol? Citizens on Patrol, it's for, yeah. 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 (laughs) Why do we know that? Why does Zach know that? (laughs) I'm talking about our previous episode. So this hooded figure, though, it's got a... He has like an alien face, and then sometimes it becomes a mirror. And it's a screen, like showing static and stuff. But then it opens the (laughs) road. Yeah, he's sitting there in the elevator with the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And he's like, all right, back off. He thinks he's an actor. And then he opens up the robe and there's all these ghoulies. demons. Remember the movie Ghoulies? Yeah. Yeah. It's at a, inside the rib cage and they just scream. And then he closes it. I love the reaction. He's like, it's pretty impressive. Do we do that? Yeah. But that's, uh, that one scares it's me. It's weird. It's not exactly scary. It's just kind of strange. Well, there's the part where he's sitting there too. And like the, 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 all the TV monitors behind him and the ghost yeah. appears in it and the big hand comes out. Oh, okay. That's good. So there's some creepy moments with this one. We also have hooded dark crystal-esque figure Classic. from Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol. Really good. Kind it's of like, like a strange movement. Yeah, yeah, it's a lurpy ring wraith. <laughs> that my, was my band's name in college. Yeah, okay. My stepson kept asking, why can't we see his face? I was like, yeah. you're not supposed to. You don't want to. Uh, next, we have a Jawa. 
Yeah. <laughs> I told y'all what. <laughs> Yellow glowing eyed figure from 1999. Yeah, the, Once again, the Patrick, Patrick Stewart's. Stewart. Yeah. It's the one, and this is one of the only ones where they give him eyes, like yeah. yellow glowing eyes, which. I don't think, I think it worked. See, I think it's effective because it kind of reminds me of Ghost with Patrick Swayze. I can see that. Little demon creatures, but Jawa makes it a lot less scary. Yeah. We also have Jim Carrey again. Maybe the one thing that worked in this movie. Well, really, so really good. It's like a shadow. Like, I don't know if you remember the animation from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, but it's that type of animation. Yeah, but obviously... But- before but yeah all shadow really but it's actually jim carrey doing the motion capture for, he doesn't talk at all but this, he does the motion capture and it's like giant middle of the storm unironically yeah, we've complained about the animation this is legitimately cool and it's a shadow so almost the whole time it's yeah. not like a, a figure and he tangible. travels like as a shadow yeah. on surfaces and yeah. things like that very good, very cool good part of it and we have Geraldine Chaplin's not so scary mummy. <laughs> so this is the 2004 musical with Kelsey Grammer once yeah, again. She's a, she, Geraldine Chaplin is a blind beggar woman at the beginning of the movie, yeah. and then she appears, and you're expecting the black hooded figure, but instead she's white, like it, shrouds, white shrouds all that's over. A strange choice. It's kind of a formal wear mummy, and you see her face completely. Like there's yeah. no there's no cover up of and her this face. This character in this musical um, is designed as a what they call a lyrical dancer, so it doesn't have lines. But is all um, movement, and it's it's supposed to be a, a talented dancer doing it, and kind of drawing your eye to the scenes of the future. And there's a you know the big um, you know future song with all the men digging the grave. Yeah, like it's it's a cool thing. So that character is supposed to lead it. Why they did not at least dress the character in black, I'll never know. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Then finally we have Tracy Morgan. For what? Yeah, uh, Which, cool effects. Liz the character Levin. looks like the icon we know. But he yes. sounds exactly like Tracy Just Jordan Tracy. from 30. But, but the joke is when they do the every year, they do kind of an essential Scrooge story. He cannot speak. Yeah. Only behind the scenes. But they're like, you do that pointing thing so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go for numbers. We'll start with yours. Kent. Seven. No. The not so scary <laughs> mummy. Geraldine Chaplin. I hate that so much. That version was awful. Awful. Overall awful. Zach, you're next. Yes. Four. I... Oh, yes. I get the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that's cool. Dark Crystal character. Love it. For my horror movie, so happy. And nice. for Joel? That's a good... I was going to say, that's, you liked that one, though. Yeah. I think the bad choice is already taken, so I think we'll get with everyone else. Yeah, really. Joel, you have five. Oh, you get the Jawa. Oh, the glowing eyes Jawa. <laughs> glowing eyes. I'm, I'm okay you're like, with it. We got the bad one out of the way. The bad one, it's fine. It's just... Yeah. I, I don't know. It's fine. It'll work. It'll work. It's my animated movie. Wait, wait. Does that mean we're redeemed? We're done. Oh, Scrooge is redeemed? Are we redeemed? Let's see. Let's run through it real quick and then... I don't know if any of our movies are I worth think, redeeming. No. I think, Zach, I think Zach has the best title so far. <laughs> I know what you did past Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who do we want to go through first? Let's start with you since we already talked okay, about we'll you. Okay, we'll start with mine. Uh, I know what you did past Christmas. My horror movie starring Ryan Reynolds as Scrooge. Claude Rains' voice as Marley, Alfred Woodard from, uh, from Scrooge, yeah. from my Cratchit. Then we have Anthony Walters, the sickly-looking child from, from the, Tiny Tim from 1984. Which you get, well, that's a great version. But you guys are saying it's one of the weakest Tiny Tims. Yeah. Yes, I have a uh, Sheriff Rottingham himself, Roger Reese, as my Fred, and Jennifer Love Hewitt as my Belle, Jiminy Cricket as my Ghost of Christmas Past <laughs> in my horror movie. And then Jim Carrey as my present and the Muppet as my future. Present and future, I'm doing pretty well. I feel like for your horror film... It's uh, a horror comedy. 
I think, yeah, that, that works. It it but going. I think the, the Ghost of Christmas yet to come actually is pursuing your Scrooge the entire time. Oh, and nice. everyone else is trying to save Scrooge. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, Joel, should we do yours? Sure. Okay, your animated film. Yes. Starring the voice acting of Kelsey Grammer. Okay. As Scrooge. Nicolas Cage oh as Marley. <laughs> Kermit as Cratchit. Oh, That's boy. Pretty good. Gary Oldman as Tiny Tim. This is a terrible movie. Don't watch this movie, people. <laughs> yeah. Barry McKay as Fred from the 38 version. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Karen Allen as Belle. Lucky. Right. That's a, that's a good Medina one. Medina Jones, yeah. Are you also from the same movie, David Johansson as your Ghost of Christmas Past. Mm-hmm. Willie the Giant as your present. Good for the animated. And then the Jawa, Glowing Eyes. Yeah. As your future. But the problem is, it's just with the animated thing, I've got to go with the style of what they look like. This is going to be a pretty big mishmash. I'm worried this is going to turn out like the 2001 uh, Christmas oh, Carol, no. the movie. Yeah. So I'm going to call this one uh, a Christmas Carol, the other animated movie. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. To be like, oh, it's the other one. Yeah. Don't no. watch it. Now we have you, Kent. All right. You're our uh, modern American I'm story. so sorry, everybody. Yes. Yeah, star- That's so smarmy. Starring Albert Finney. All right. Oh, wow. One of the most modern actors we have. That's pretty great. Okay. And then, of course, your Marley is, I forgot about this, Jason Alexander. Oh. So yours is, it's Seinfeld. This yeah. is just Seinfeld. Basically. Yep. Uh, we have Gene Lockhart as your Cratchit. Of course. Charming fellow from 1938. Portly man. Nice man. But uh, in your modern American reboot, your Tiny Tim is a cartoon mouse. <laughs> Marty from. Uh, Perfect. He's so cute. Mickey's. He's a good mouse. Colin Firth is your Fred. Uh, that's fine. Come on. Colin Firth can play a good Fred. Is he actual Colin Firth or is he a live action version? He's a live action version of the, of the of, guy, of, of the okay. guy in of the, the show. animated one on mm. the 2009. And then, of course, there's uh, Daisy Duck as your bell. CGI Daisy Duck. I mean, I I'm, I'm wait, that. who's your Scrooge? Albert Finney. <laughs> Daisy Duck. <laughs> that's an odd pairing. A young Albert Finney and a Daisy Duck. Oh, we have Jim Carrey as your past, so the little uh, Irish candle. whisper candle. Okay, Irish whisper candle, and Edward Woodward as your present. So he's from the 1984 George C. Scott. Yeah, no, he's classic. Stilts yeah. and whatnot, and then Geraldine Chaplin, oh. your lyrical dancer. You kind of end on a. a you end it's on a, a downer sour there. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, I like a lot of my choices, but I don't like that last one. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that last one either. And it's just a modern American reboot. Yeah. yeah. But let us know, listener, which one of our adaptations you you would watch out of those three. We we none of us got a great one, but let us know if you want to watch. I know what you did past Christmas, Christmas Carol, the other animated movie. And Kent, what's your title? Sure, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Scrooge. You Kent, family friendly. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> you just just because you're mad at your adaptation doesn't mean you have it's to take a rated R movie, <gasps> crass comedy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. With Daisy Duck? I'm very sorry. You'll be very surprised. Mm. Judd Apatow movie. Oh, it's going to be 40 minutes too long. Yeah. So yeah. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter which movie you'd like to see. And let us know which adaptation of A Christmas Carol is your favorite. There are many out there. And I've been surprised to find out some people love some versions. Real quick. Top two, bottom two? Of like the actual adaptations? Of the ones that we watched. Well, see, here's the thing. I have a very soft spot in my heart for Mickey's Christmas Carol, because like you said, it's baby's first Christmas Carol. So I'm definitely going to have that one up there as my favorite. Okay. I also really like... Um, we haven't really talked about the 1951 version very much. Alistair Sim. That's the version yeah, I was going to say. Enough, it's the best one. But I only saw that one, one recently. Of the best ones. And like the 1984 and 1951 versions with George C. Scott or Alistair Sim, I think are both solid classic choices. Totally agreed. So I might pick one of those because Muppet Christmas Carol is another favorite of mine. 
I guess that's my top four right there. If we're going to do top four, <laughs> sorry. Just sure. I'm fine. Whatever. Well, yeah, I'm going to go 84, 51, and Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Muppet Christmas Carol is like my a nostalgia favorite. I grew up watching that one. Um, I just watched the 84 one, and it's so good. Really good. And then, yeah, honorable mention to the 1951. Bottom of the awesome. Barrel, I def- it's Christmas Carol the movie, the one with Nicolas Cage and Kate Winslet. That's so bad. Uh, was, was, the animation was just terrible, and the, the mice were terrible. Also, we didn't talk about this one, but Scrooge's Ghostly Tale, the 2006 mm-hmm. CGI one, it, I was like, well, maybe this was impressive back then, but then I looked at all the movies that were CGI movies that were made before then. I'm like, no, that, that's I found bad. myself weirdly impressed by that one. Yeah? It was surprisingly not awful, it, I, but I also watched it at 1.25 speed. Maybe uh, that helped. <laughs> see, that, well, that's just it. It wasn't a bad story. It was just I couldn't get past the animation. Sure. It's but quite the, bad. the Kelsey Grammer one is also not yeah. what I'd watch again. See, I would recast it. Uh, at a local community theater, and then I'd watch it, and it'd be better. I, I and think you'd it'd be better on stage. It'd well. probably be better on stage. Would probably be in it. And just, I think Patrick Stewart's needs to be mentioned. I was just apathetic about it. It's yeah. well done enough, but it's Miller. I just road. didn't care. What, any other? Uh, any the ones Joel's mentioned for yeah. sure. And I'm gonna just echo a little bit of that, but I will add, I really did not care for Scrooge, the Albert Finney musical. I will never watch that again. Okay, except for Thank You Very Much. I do like that one. Thank you very much. And I'm so sorry. Joel, but I also did not like Scrooged, and I will never watch that again. Which is fine. I understand. I didn't grow up on it. I have no nostalgia for it, and tonally, I didn't. Really Little mean spirited as well. Yeah. So Scrooge from seventy and Scrooged, I will skip. Well, in year. in the silent ones, I was going to say if you're going to see, the if you're going to see it, thirteen minute one. I think the third. I think the nineteen thirteen forty minute one is probably the best one mm-hmm. of those. But it's also fun to go back to that nineteen oh one one and be like. Wow, they were doing this kind of stuff back then, yeah. superimposed stuff. And it's only like, I mean, it's it was originally like over six minutes long, but the only surviving footage is like three minutes long. So it's a quick watch. If you want to go see it, it's out there. It was only made 60 years after Charles Dickens wrote the story. Oh, that's crazy. That'd be like us making a movie now based on a book wrote in the 1960s, which is weird to think about hmm. how close that was. And it was the first use of intertitles in film was on that one, the 1901. So there you go. I will point out, if you are a patron of Bacon Cell, I will be posting my notes on here, which includes facts and details for all these movies and all my reviews from them, whether we talked about them on this show or not. So nice little plug for uh, patreon.com slash Bacon Cell there. If you want to reach out to us on social media and chat about these, we have watched them all. We have opinions on all of them. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't possibly share everything. We but thought. I really want to forget about all of them at this point. Do you? Yeah, we crammed oh, way too much. I didn't. I spread it out nicely. I've okay. been, I, I started back in November and kind of been going at a nice pace. And right. so I'm still, I might watch that Netflix one just to see how it is now. Well, let us know. I will. But before we go, we'd like to give some love to some patrons, including the I Am The Listener tier, which includes Stern Madam Hicks, Scott Sprague, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Debbie Foster, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Braden Winterton, Angela Plotz, Alicia Bass, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our Baking Council, which includes the other Josh, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, Shannon West, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole, exhausted graveyard postal elf number 29 Hale, Johnny English the Brick, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glow Clean Daniel, and Baker! Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the Mar to our Lee. You're the Ba to our Humbug? Ah, well, that sounds kind of negative, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it kind of does. You are the ghost to our uh, Christmas yet to come? Mm, Yeah, still scary, but it works. Okay. 
But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Midbell Performing Arts Center, but we also do private parties for companies and, and gatherings, so you can also find more details at qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. Sounds fun. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and visit at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale. Get yourself a bunch of fun merch, gifts for friends, and just be a billboard for Bacon Sale. And then if you like what's going on here, you like Bacon Sale, and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale, where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get all sorts of extra benefits. Joel mentioned his notes from behind the scenes, fun stories from all of us on Bacon Bits, uh, video content, all sorts of stuff, patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, guys, this episode, it's warmed my cold heart. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to do. I'm light as a feather. I'm happy as an angel. I'm merry as a schoolboy. I am giddy as a drunken man. A merry Christmas to everybody. A happy new year to all the world. Hello there. Whoop. Hello. We'll see if my heart changes by the time this episode's over. Why did I turn into a pirate? Yeah, this shows a childhood divorce. Yes. Mash is the game you'd play when you were a 14-year-old girl in church. Could be crazy 3D that doesn't hold up in 2D. There were scenes <laughs> where I was crying actual <laughs> tears. He's a breathy Irish candle. Well, I like it. It's happy. Guys, would have been I don't want to say anything, but I think the Christmas spirits are against us. <laughs> Where's the sensitivity warning on that one, Disney? I really like him because he's the guy from Spice World, so that's cool. No, thank you. He'll stab me. No one wants hairy chests these days, Ken. I know. The yeah. most sickly looking kid out there, though. He looks yeah. like death. Oh, he's so cute. He's good looking. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Well, he's not a dog. He's a mouse. He's a little tiny. He's a big mouse. He's a big mouse. Oh, okay. I like my friend Jolly. It's a horror movie. She can be real life. I think I have a crush on the ghost of Christmas past. Can she be my ghost of Christmas always? Word Did you wear the same dress? Uh, yes. I looked great in it. Well, you know what doesn't have cutting-edge special effects? Kelsey Grammer. I, I can't. I got this old bum leg here, sir. Sorry. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket's going to go dark. It's a lurpy ring rate. Mm, bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs>